My name is Suzanne and I'm a compulsive eater. I am abstinent today because I choose my meals off the gray sheet. I write them down, I commit them to my sponsor and I eat them and I eat nothing else no matter what. And I have been abstinent in this way since the 14th of October of 2020. And that's coming up, you know, I don't want to count my <clears throat> before they hatched, but you know, um, you know, I have every intention of remaining abstinent. And when I qualify, usually I would start with where it started, childhood. But actually, I want to start with what happened last week. Last week, I was in Germany at a conference. And I had emailed them in advance about what I needed and had no response. I showed up, of course, with complete backup. Um, and on the first day, I went to the kitchen staff and I introduced myself and I said, really, all I need from you is raw vegetables um you know keep my keep my demands manageable and so all i said was for lunch and for dinner i would like some raw vegetables this appeared to be a huge problem for them they went back and forth to the kitchen many times and eventually he came back out in in a tone of real I can only see it as yeah, it felt like mocking me, you know, um, said to me, well, that will be 25 euros per meal. And I was like, you have got to be kidding me. And so what that meant for me was in that week where I was responsible on my own for my children and I was working, I had to walk down a hill, a fifth, you know, a pretty good hill every day to get from a supermarket the things that I needed and carry them back up the hill. And while I was doing that, you can believe me that um, I had a lot of conversations with myself about that hotel and how I felt about them. But never once did it occur to me to just let it be, to just forget about absence. Partly, partly because that would have been giving in to these people who had mocked me and I wasn't about to do that. But also, obviously, because to me, abstinence is that important. And why is it that important? I wanted to start with that story because why do I go to a length like that? You know, why do I go down this hill, schlep the stuff back up every day and eat more or less the same thing every day of my backup? And I have to say, you know, I don't want to see those foods again anytime soon because I have them at every meal um, but why do I do that the reason is that this has given me a life that I never thought I could have I grew up with food being just so much noise in my head so much noise about my body so much noise in my head about what I should eat what I shouldn't eat what I should do to make good of what I had eaten and you know my head was just this cacophony of noise about food and about myself and about my self-image this self-focus that since abstinence when i put that down the one of the biggest gifts it has given me is a genuine ability to be there for others to be actually concerned with others where before i might be sitting there talking to you and and listening to you but actually in my head i'm thinking on your plate, there is something I would actually really quite like. And can I, you know, ask for it without offending you? And you're telling me about 
something awful that's happened and i'm looking there looking all sitting there looking all understanding but really in my head i'm, I'm after this food and that that was my reality and that stopped me from really any genuine connection with people and also any genuine connection with god as someone else else has said in these rooms you know you can't i can't talk to god with my mouth full you know but when i've put the food down suddenly i found that there was a freedom I never imagined. I come from, you know, in my family, there's a lot of addiction going on, a lot of alcoholism, that kind of thing is normal, normalized in my family of origin. And my sister is also struggling with food. And she knows about my solution. And I've told her about it. And she says, well, that's way too restrictive. That's way too hard. You know, you have so much willpower. And I'm thinking, I had so much willpower that I was able to eat one meal a day for five years. I did this one meal a day. And in those five years, the first couple of years of eating one meal a day got me to a similar weight to where I am now. I will say that that worked. Mind you, I was hungry. I either I was very hungry or I was lethargic from having eaten. But weight wise, I looked relatively normal. But after two years or so of doing that, and without eating more meals a day, just the one meal a day, my weight started creeping up again. And I could do nothing but watch in despair, because there was absolutely nothing I could do about that. Absolutely nothing, the powerlessness. And that is where I found myself, you know, in the middle of October of 2020. I was seeing my weight go up. I was managing to starve at the same time. Um, so I got the jackpot of, you know, I always say that I, I hit the jackpot. I was fat and starving both at the same time. But I was in this really desperate place where I was just like, what else can I do? I have nothing left. I'm eating one meal a day and my weight is going up. There is absolutely nothing, only, you know, that, yeah, nothing at all I could do about it. And I had forgotten about gray sheets. I had known this solution in my 20s and I did it for years and years and it worked. And for some reason, well, I know what the reason is, is I left the fellowship other than just calling my sponsor every, every day. I was not part of the fellowship then. And after a while of being away from the fellowship, I didn't hear the stories anymore. I didn't hear my story like I'm telling it now. I didn't hear your stories and weighing and measuring became hard and it became a chore and everybody around me was eating normally and why can't I and you know it was a question of time it took a few years but I got in the end to the point where I was like well I'm over this I'm over this I'll be fine and my disease is cunning and powerful because had I put the gray sheet down and my first meal had been a binge, I would have run back to the fellowship, of course. But it wasn't. It wasn't. My first meal was all right. And then the next meal was kind of all right. And it wasn't this immediate dive into insanity. It was like the frog being boiled alive. It was getting worse. It was getting worse. I could keep myself for a while. And I did for years. 
And then, as I say, I ended up five years before I came back. I was I was away for ten years, but five years before I came back, I was at a point of eating one meal a day. That is the insanity of this for me. Thinking at that point, this is completely normal. You know, I was still able to convince myself that what I was doing was just was just a variation of the norm. And actually, what I was doing was I was starving myself. I was grumpy. I was hangry with my kids. I was not nice to be around. And my thoughts, my thoughts, that is to me the biggest thing. I was never, you know, 300 kilos, but my head, my head was just a hurricane of so much stuff, so much self-image problems, so much food, so much diet, so much exercise. Everything was, was there. And when I put the food down, it suddenly left. And I was like, there is space. I have got stuff outside of food that I can think about, that I can concentrate on, that I can focus on, you know, for even for a long time, which, you know, I had not, I had not realized how much I was missing that and how much I was missing out. Because, you know, just like the frog in the water, I just convinced myself this was normal as it heated up as it heated up so why did I come back you know you would think that after a few years of the food insanity I would come back but the thing is I had shelved the gray sheet I was like this is what I did in my 20s and I grew out of that and then you know I had completely shelved it in my head to the point that I had not I didn't even think about it as a solution I knew that for me any kind of diet or keeping to a food plan was out of the question. It had been for years and years, it had been out of the question. That's why I was eating only one meal a day, because I could not restrict myself to certain foods or to a diet. So the only thing I could do was just not eat, right? That was the only thing that was left to me. Thanks, Nancy. So I never, grace it never occurred to me. And even when I thought about it, I knew I couldn't keep to a food plan, let alone one as strict as gray sheet. You know, I couldn't even restrict myself from sugar, you know, let alone all the rest. That was what I was thinking. And on the 13th of October, I had a, I woke up in the morning having had a dream that I was gray sheet abstinent. I had completely forgotten about gray sheet. I didn't have a gray sheet anymore. I didn't have contacts anymore, but I obviously knew the name. So I Googled it and made, made the call and got abstinent literally the next day. And even then there was a, a startup sponsorship scheme in place. So I, somebody took my food, walked me through the program, sent me a gray sheet, connected me with a permanent sponsor. And that's who I'm with today because I was, I was ready. I was just like, I had tried for 10 years to do my own thing. And instead of ever getting better, it only ever got worse. And that's for me that the big thing is that it never got worse in a jump. It was this, it was this gradual worsening. And that I know now is all I can expect. If I were to leave gray sheep, I may not go into insanity the next day, but I know I am going there. I am going there. There isn't any other path for me. And that is why when I was in Germany, I trudged down that hill and I trudged back up that hill. And I ate that sawdust <laughs> with, with a lot of resentment against that hotel in my heart, I will say, but never once resentment against 
um, abstinence because that has given me a life next to next to none and that's enabled me to do things you know i've traveled i don't want to make it sound like travel is so hard it really normally isn't you normally do come across reasonable people and vegetables aren't awfully hard to source but obviously in that place it was but generally when i've traveled i've not had an issue and i've traveled quite a lot and um so i want to i want to encourage everyone you know my life has got bigger not smaller my life was tiny before and I didn't know it. My life was just so confined to myself and my problems and the food. And now I still have problems. I still have issues, no question about it. But I can genuinely, genuinely enter into other people's worlds. I can genuinely be concerned about things that aren't directly affecting me. And that is an incredible gift. And that makes me a useful human being to others. That makes me of service to others. And I can give service. I do give service in this fellowship and in other places too. I can serve my family. You know, I can be, yeah, a useful human being rather than a completely self-serving one. Because to me, self-serving has brought me to an absolute place of despair. And now I'm at a place of hope and I'm at a place of freedom. I'm really grateful. Thanks for letting me share.